0: Are are ready, kids. <laughs> is my an instrument? Oh, oh, oh. Hello, and welcome to IsMe is a podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who doesn't have Malonga Palinga.
1: Joshimo. What
0: the hell is that?
1: Well, you should have watched the episode, Josh. <laughs> oh, he caught me. I'm going into this one blind. What? I'm going to do this one blind. Oh, uh, you are completely blind? I'm completely blind. Okay, that's fine.
0: That means all your other senses are heightened. Exactly. (laughs) Well, for those of you joining us for the first time, this is our podcast where we watch an episode of Spongebob, discuss little life lessons that we learn along the way, and of course, just have fun and enjoy the episode for what it is. And this week, we're watching Season 3, Episode 14, UGH. UGH? 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 UGH. Well, UGH is UGG. UGH. I don't know. But it's also known as SpongeBob BC before comedy, Act One, and basically the only act for this entire episode. One of those special uh, episodes where Mm -hmm. we get to see Patchy the Pirate, who's super excited to talk about prehistoric times, and he's arguing with Potty the Parrot on what's better, the future or the past. And of course, he pitches us to a nice episode where we get to see SpongeGar, Patar. And Squag. <laughs> I don't Squaw. know why sw- Squidward's name didn't follow the, <laughs> the convention, but um I love it get to see, Squaw. yeah, yeah, Squag is like a solid caveman name. Yeah. Um but yeah, we get to see how they all experience fire. All right, Josh. To start things off, I want to ask you, do you have a preference for prehistoric or future?
1: So as a kid, I don't think I was super into like robots and stuff. Um mm. but I wasn't ever super into dinosaurs, but I guess the closest thing that I was into was like I I really really liked like ancient Egyptian stuff. Like I had a lot of books on like pyramids and pharaohs and stuff like that. So I guess the closest thing for me would be like prehistoric.
0: What's with our generation I feel like cuz Fatima was the same thing. Um I feel like our generation has like a lot a lot of like people who are really into Egypt, like archaeology. Yeah or egyptology is that it's correct
1: it's something like egyptology i think is right but archaeology like plays into it too a lot of my friends end up going into archaeology actually which is super interesting
0: i i'm just still surprised there's still things to do in archaeology
1: i mean they still do digs like i have one an ex-girlfriend actually she is she's like full-time in new mexico doing archaeology stuff there and a buddy of mine from middle school he went to like cairo or something it was doing archaeology stuff there so it's like just happens so are
0: you more prehistoric you think
1: i think so yeah how about you'd
0: be you'd be apache in this situation i'd be
1: apache 100
0: uh i'm i'm more future i think like i used i went through a really big uh there's a show on discovery kids called boneheads Mm -hmm. and has a really cool theme song which i don't really want (laughs) to sing right now but uh it was one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, I'm really into it, and for a while I was like playing with the idea. But I think the idea of like science and like cool shit that you get to build is so much more appealing to me. Yeah. Like our planet is basically doomed with the way that we're destroying it, but like it somewhere deep inside my like little like optimistic soul is like the idea that some really smart person's gonna be like Hey, guess what? I found a laser that destroys plastic without <laughs> any problems.
1: Elon Musk, where you at?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of making f- the flamethrowers and digging tunnels under LA, he can come up with something useful.
1: No, it's too rich for that. Yeah, he doesn't care. It's too, he's too weird for that. He works for the bourgeoisie.
0: <laughs> I really enjoy this episode because it. We we talked about this before. There's prehistoric sponge, which is the one the meme's from. Yeah. And then there's SpongeGar. And I like SpongeGar so much more because it's like all the love of Sponge of SpongeBob, but also like with like not the refinement. It has like the rough, rustic quality of of prehistoric sponge. I
1: really like the prehistoric sponge a lot, actually. I liked all the prehistoric characters. I even thought that Squag Prehistoric Squidward was a lot nicer than normal Squidward, which I thought was interesting.
0: Oh yeah. He was a lot smarter too. But yeah. I was I was referring to like the first time when Squidward goes back in time.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I like yeah.
0: compared to those two, like I like that it like like prehistoric well not like prehistoric sponge. I think uh SpongeGar is like just crunchy enough. Yeah. Crunchy. It's still like adorable, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. But uh I did notice that Squidward was a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. Because he even like he learns. We talk about this all the time. That Squidward doesn't really learn from his mistakes. Yeah. But uh, Squog does.
1: I thought. Also thought Patrick was smarter too. Like I when they do that big chase sequence for the fui fui of the fire. Yeah. Um. Patrick was the one that set up all the traps. He like had the pit trap. He had the like the classic like ankle rope trap. I was like impressed that Patar yeah. was so smart.
0: Pattar in this like uh iteration is very like strong and like very hunter hunter hunter-y in my opinion because he's like he just like eats a stick and it pierces his mouth (laughs) and then he the whole like sequence where he's just saying hi to spongebob yeah is disgusting they're
1: like weird handshake that they have going on yeah yeah
0: yeah just like the part of the Part that freaks me out is when he grabs his bottom lip and he puts it over oh, his head and then rips it.
1: Definitely a cringe moment, like 100%.
0: I did not remember that at all <laughs> from any previous watch. You
1: know what's funny? A lot of this episode I didn't remember either. Um, it wasn't until, like, towards the very end that I finally, like, clicked in my head. I was like, oh, wait, this song is coming up. Where's this song I remember? I was like, and I started humming, like, the whole uh, When Worlds Collide song. I was like, oh, this is it. This is the episode. It's, like, one of those, like, sleepers. I have a
0: confession.
1: Hmm.
0: I do not really like the Worlds Collide up uh song. Really? Yeah, I like like the the idea of it. I like the when worlds collide like part, but yeah. I don't like any other parts of the song. You I just know, like the little hook.
1: You know, like uh what was the caveman's name? KV. KV. Which K-V's is actually played
0: he's played by a uh, Patrick's Patrick. voice actor. Yeah. Uh, Bill Fagerbakki. Yeah. And if I butchered that name, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I just looked it up.
1: So. <laughs> tried your hardest
0: but yeah but he plays KV and he does a really good job it's weird seeing Patrick's voice come from a human being yeah same thing with like Tom Kenny like seeing As- Spongebob's voice come out of his body
1: coming out of Patchy. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> I like the the lesson of friendship you can merge these two you know
1: that's why I always think it's so funny because like, Spike TV does that all the time where it's like who would win between like a robot or a caveman or like a ninja versus like uh, an ancient crusader or something like that. I was like, <laughs> why don't you just work together? <laughs> yeah, make that. For Robots sure.
0: will always win. 100 percent. Any any apocalypse movie that's like, oh yeah, we can uh, we'll defeat the machines this way. I'm like, no. AI yeah. has a complete control of our lives. <laughs> Computers control our nukes. We're screwed. Siri knows Unless that's like an analog thing.
1: Siri knows what I watch on Pornhub. She's coming after me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what do you think about Giant Gary?
1: I thought that was like kinda scary, honestly. Like I don't I don't know how you would have a pet that's like four times the size of you and be okay with that being in your home. But also like his entrail entire trail of slime was like that was poop, right?
0: Yeah, it wasn't really clear.
1: I mean Squag says it's like Gary Poop or something like when he's or saying like,
0: poker or Paka or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which is even Apparently... more disturbing when Patari eats it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Apparently on the wiki, uh, I found out today they have an entire dictionary of all the Oh really? of all the things. I did not see um the thing that I introduced you with. So yeah. that's kind of nice cuz then you're going to have to watch the episode again to really get the context. Good. Um but one was let's see I like <laughs> Well, Tabanga they they translated into come on. Okay. i like uh the, i still think my favorite out of all of them was uh banuga banuga ready where he comes out and he's like banuga ready <laughs> and i was like that that sets the whole tone for their whole like made up language and i enjoy it a lot do
1: you think that the language is scripted or do you think that they did that on the fly
0: i don't know because it just reoccurs too much to make me think that it it's I'm sure, like, when they first brainstormed it, it Mm -hmm. was on the fly. Yeah. But, like, they do use, um, like, different, like, Tuka, I think they want. Tabanga, they use a lot. The Fui Fui. Fui Fui. Like, maybe they did, like, a couple that weren't, like, anything. One thing that I think is hilarious is, throughout the whole episode, only one is, like, in complete English, and it's, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I like that whole like chase for the fwee fwee though. I
1: thought that was a good chase scene,
0: and I also just think fwee fwee is a great, great word for it.
1: Oh, I think so too. Well, I like how it just like turned around. It was like a classic Scooby Doo moment where they're all chasing after the fire, and then the fire like turns around and starts like rolling after them, and they're running away from it. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Um,
0: one thing I really wanted to call attention to was when Patrick, uh, eats that poop. You already mentioned it <laughs> earlier. Yeah. But I think Patrick seasons his food more than I've seen other people season his, their food. And I am all for it. He does, He's not afraid of that salt. And I think we could learn that as a small lesson. I was waiting for you to episode. call out some people right now. <laughs> Throw oh, some yeah. people on the bus. There are some people in my life, unfortunately, <laughs> who do not season their food adequately. Go open a cookbook and practice
1: you're supposed to put salt and pepper if you're gonna put salt and pepper on stuff before and after you cook right
0: almost everything needs salt and pepper yeah especially i i would say pepper less so but always salt
1: yeah and you can put, put it consistently on there like don't even be afraid baked goods even baked goods even gary's salt. poop needs the salt
0: <laughs> <laughs> or patar's hand
1: or Squog's hand
0: or Squog's. hand <laughs> he was quick with that stick though he was Oh, let's talk about that crazy music that they play when Spongebob discovers.
1: Was it even music? Dude, I think that was like voices. I think it was like, that was like, if any moment that we've ever discovered in all of the Spongebob timeline where he becomes a god, I think that's it. That must be it. That's what starts (laughs) the lineage of Spongebob becoming a god. Because like, at that moment, he invented like fry cooking, right? Is what I'm assuming, right? And those voices, I'm like, this is it. This is
0: it. like, oh, and you're just like when you're watching it, you're like it's just so intense, and it
1: goes on for like a solid minute.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's in that little like uncanny moment where it's gone so far, where you're like, please stop, please, can we stop this? <laughs> like, I felt more tension in that one moment than when I saw like 1985 on Broadway or whatever. Uh, and I remember, I remember we went to 1985 on Broadway, and everyone was like, oh, it's so graphic, it's so intense. And I honestly think that one moment in Spongebob is more intense than I've, almost <laughs> everything I've ever seen because like he's just so intense and like the the cutting is the editing is so fast back and forth between all of them. Yeah. And then he's just like, aha, I created
1: it. I do love that they throw like a barbershop quartet in there randomly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they're all wearing like those big fake mustaches. Yeah,
1: that's great. I do love like that Spongebob does that occasionally that they like throw the live action or like the live version of something in there. It's and it's always
0: random, which is great. Yeah. A moment I really liked was when Patrick was hugging Squawg once he realized it was Squawg. <laughs> and I think we've all had that moment. Whether we're children, I still have it as like an adult where you just want to hug something so hard. Like, not to hurt them, but you're just like, I want to squeeze you so much that I, I love you so much. I just want
1: to show you how much I love you by crushing your ribs it's fine yeah exactly
0: and like i feel like kids are classic for doing this yeah i had a friend oh my god this just gave me a like a flashback so my friend in middle school start hearing the voices in your head uh (laughs) once told me yeah once told me that he when he had a hamster he squeezed it he loved it so hard he squeezed it so hard he killed it oh my god and I just imagined because he's a little bit of like a a, ch- a chubbier guy. I just uh-huh. imagine a little chubby version of him squeezing <laughs> a hamster and then being sad. And it's like the saddest mm-hmm. but funniest squeak. but also horrific things. <laughs> and oh my god! So that's exactly what he told me. He's like it made like a little squeak noise and he had accidentally killed it. Man. And I was like, that is f- <laughs> up. But it's a, like a perfect. Perfect uh, small lesson for you all is don't love something too hard because you might destroy it.
1: I don't know why hamsters get the short end of the stick. I had a friend in elementary school. Maybe it's just small kids with hamsters, but they definitely like forgot that their hamster was in their pocket somehow and like put their uh, jeans in the dryer. And they were like had the dryer on it and they just heard a.
0: I am. Horrified the entire
1: time, and like a hamster was still alive. I don't think it lasted very much long after that.
0: That is this. I feel like we are too lenient. Uh, adults are too lenient for p- kids with pets. I mean,
1: why would they? Le- why would you let a kid like play around with this small little being when you're like any yeah. of the under the age of ten? You have no yep. comprehension of how they take care of anything at that point.
0: You're right, though. I, I there's a lot of hamster, uh, gory hamster details I want to get out of. <laughs> Uh let's let's spin this. Um uh, speaking of killing things, I'm shout out to the to the people who created fire to cook things. Because the way that they ate food in uh the episode, I was like, that's how I like to eat. When you eat it and you're just so happy you just want to jump around and like
1: make shout and make shout, noises, scream. make monkey yeah. noises. I definitely feel that. make a good batch of chili, you taste it and you just start screaming and jumping around <laughs> your apartment. I feel that.
0: Padema makes fun of me because when I eat something that I really, really enjoy, I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. Instinctually. Not even, like, like, as a joke. Like, I just do it.
1: That's a good thing, though. It's also a cultural thing. Like, I know that, like, I had a friend that was from Japan, and when he ate, he was, like, very vocal about everything that he ate. And, like, Mm -hmm. and apparently that's, like, there. Like, people are very vocal about, like... When they're eating food like making noises that show like the food is good we're here like if you make noises people stare at you like you're uh like you're a heathen <laughs> so since this is like a special and we get we don't get to see patchy and potty very often uh what mm-hmm. did you think about uh patchy's costume at the very beginning with his little dinosaur outfit
0: i i really enjoyed it because i like those kind of outfits like those sight gags where it looks like you're writing stuff yeah um but I was just more concerned. I was like, I wonder if Tom Kenny is that hairy in real life. <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I'm, I'm like, I was wondering. That That was the one thing that was distracting me. I was like, he has really hairy arms. I wonder if that was like set dressing. Like, are they costuming him like with hairier arms or is he that hairy?
1: Maybe he's that hairy. Maybe that's why they got play a uh, caveman. His legs are pretty hairy at the end too when he was being eaten by that dinosaur.
0: Yeah, they did him dirty in this episode. Oh, yeah. They like I was like man, they really just green screened them right into a dinosaur's mouth.
1: That whole dinosaur sequence reminded me a lot of. Uh, did you ever watch uh, Prometheus and Bob? Oh yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot of like the stop action or stop motion stuff like that.
0: I like that. It, like yeah. uh, Prometheus and Bob was always so great, which is almost almost like very similar to these exact like plot of this oh, 100% episode.
1: yeah what i thought about it I was like this is this is the same exact thing except prometheus is an alien and not a robot
0: yeah yeah but but no it is interesting to see how like the creators have kind of fleshed out patchy like as a character and i'm curious to see how that goes more and more into like the newer episodes yeah cuz with the older episodes it it just feels re- We've talked about it before. It just feels really random on what patchy knows. Well, on what Patchy knows and what Patchy doesn't know.
1: Yeah. I mean they do kind of cross worlds a little bit when like you get that sequence at the very beginning when Spongebob's like, I think that a yeah. parrot and a pirate are arguing about me and he has like that weird like freak out about it. Yeah. So it always makes you question like the reality that we're in here.
0: I also want to bring up those tiny little money crabs. Yeah. Do you think that Mr. Krabs exists because they didn't catch all those crabs?
1: Oh, 100%. I think that's exactly what happened. It's just a domino effect from there.
0: Because when they ate him, I was like, oh, no.
1: That's it. They ended the timeline.
0: They end- They changed the <laughs> whole timeline. This is universe number two, Earth <laughs> 7 or something. It's a different Earth. Um, But then I saw more, and I was like, oh, okay. That's-, that's how Mr. Krabs exists. He's the one that got away. I still don't know how Gary got so ta- tiny.
1: Either evolution did him dirty,
0: yeah. They did well. I guess that that makes sense with most dogs, yeah, and cats. Like, they used to be like big, ferocious hunters, and we just bred them into
1: nasty little like, chihuahuas, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> nasty chihuahuas, and really pissed off small
1: cats. I take that back because I love chihuahuas, I've had chihuahuas all my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: chihuahuas are, you know, they're double edged sword, some of them are just very intense. For no reason,
1: oh, I guess so they they're real lovable. I've never had a mean chihuahua bite me, so
0: I just uh, the one thing that um just going back to patchy and um potty mm-hmm. is I don't know why potty is so aggressive to patchy
1: all the time, right every it's single never special
0: justified no, especially like that whole moment where he's like, "Oh, I stayed up all night making your costume.
1: that was the sweetest thing, right. Patchy mm-hmm. was, like, the sweetheart who made, like, a, pterod- a polydactyl costume for him.
0: And I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry it's just so bad because it's, like, why is he always, he doesn't do anything wrong. No. And Patchy's just, like, the punching bag for the writers. Like, I'm, I don't know. It's I don't like, know why it's
1: so bad. It's, like, come on, com- uh, comedic relief.
0: But the thing is, like, everyone's comedic relief in that whole yeah, show. Yeah, You know, so. like, why are we beating him up? Why are we...
1: So such bullies, especially like coming from a parrot who he treats pretty nicely from what I like what we've seen, unless there's some like background there that he was like really rude to Patchy and like earlier on or Potty earlier on, but I don't think that's true.
0: No, like at least everything we've seen, like the most like the worst thing Patchy's done has just been like a little bit lame. Yeah, just like not lame and like a a stick in the mud, like lame as in like like a square. He wants to just do to his, his own thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's not hip. He
0: just, he's yeah, he's not mm-hmm. hip. He's he's trying to be cool, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we also talk about Squog's crying club? Does that club the have sentience? sentience?
1: I think so. I thought, and what
0: uh, happens to it over the years? It is an archaeologist. Uh, is an archaeologist in Peaky Bottom going to dig up that club, and it's going to be like, I know the truth. <laughs> I I was there when. <laughs> <laughs> when Spongegar created fire, created
1: fire, <laughs> and it's still crying. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good D and D thing. The crying club. I'm gonna incorporate that into a <laughs> campaign. You're such
0: a nerd. I'm. I'm excited for my character to find it. Um, we also need to talk about the moment where they discover what how fire works. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one thing when you mentioned that. Um, uh, you didn't really remember the episode until later. The one thing I remembered perfectly is like when they put their hands in and they're like, hmm. And then right when it kicked in is where they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I did it like perfectly in sync, and I was like, that's such a great moment with their hands like just in cooking, and they're just like, Yeah, huh, that's how fire works.
1: <laughs> Do you think that's like a godlike power thing for them? Being able to hold it in there longer than squab?
0: Uh let's uh, address the actual godlike powers. Them controlling the fucking <laughs> weather. Yeah,
1: with the claps.
0: <laughs> like, what? The whole
1: clap on, clap off.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if the weather was like God or if, cause like at the very end it was kind of like, oh, you guys are fighting over the fui fui. I will take the fui fui away. And like, but in the beginning, it it. The weather really felt like, oh, like watch these immortals play with with <laughs> the world they've created. <laughs> Which, speaking of the world they created, I love Squidward's house, like the rustic look. Oh, yeah. Like the, I like it better than the, the Easter Island head. I like, like the the gritty one. I like
1: it a lot better. And his art's pretty cool, too. It's a little more rustic, too, but it's still like very octopus centric. So yeah. Squid centric.
0: The scary uh, art that he drew against Patrick, yeah. that was really good. Like yeah. I, w- I could see that at a at a like a little booth, a little table, you know. <laughs>
1: I think I have seen that before at a little table <laughs> at some cons. Just
0: at specific- yeah. yeah, I see bold and brash everywhere. I want to see that <laughs> s- scary like squid, like I don't know what it was. The scary, scary snake thing. <laughs> yeah, the scary monster that he drew. Um,
1: before we uh, end this, I wanted to know if you had to give us. Some prehistoric names. What would you think we have our prehistoric names would be?
0: Uh, if I we're don't going know. with My... like the
1: Patar and Spongegar, it'd be um... a Gar, or you could do a Squag. Om um, Omgar. Omgar. Om Omgog.
0: Omgog. <laughs> My name's always been really hard for like nicknames or shortening, like any type of like cool nickname situation because it's so short. It's just Omar, mm-hmm. and you can't really shorten Omar more. Like Omar is almost close enough to already be a caveman name. Yeah. <laughs> like Omar. That's um, it. <laughs> I just had to like split it up om, more.
1: Omgog. <laughs>
0: Omgog. Omgog. That just sounds like someone put their finger in your mouth while you're talking. <laughs> Let Damn. me see. Um Yeah, everything like Omgar, Omtar. I don't like that either. Omgar is the closest one yeah. that I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. What about you, Josh? It would be- I think jog. Oh, I like jog. <laughs> jog. Jog and jog and Omgar. That's
1: our new podcast.
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Isvities the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omgar, <laughs> and I'm joined with
1: Jog. Oh, All right, we're gonna do a little something special for this bubble break. You ready? I'm always ready. We usually don't do specials for uh, our bubble breaks for our specials, but I think we actually did something really special this weekend.
0: Yeah, definitely. I wanted, I was like, we have to do the bubble break, even though it doesn't really fit in the special episodes as nicely. So this whole second uh, act is just going to be us talking about how we went to Comic-Con. Bow, 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 bow. New York Comic-Con, to be specific. Um, Last minute, I was just told Josh, I was like, hey, can we just get like one day? We just went to the last day of New York Comic-Con because we kind of we've talked we we
1: talked about it before but we never like committed to the idea and, yeah, it was, like, and then neither of us it was know too what late our, to buy the tickets yeah and neither of us like know what our schedules are but it kind of panned out that like we were both free for sunday and we just happened mm-hmm. to have tickets available to get badges and they're pretty like not too expensive either it was i definitely think it was worth it oh yeah it oh, was worth it yeah. why was it worth it josh um Not only do we see some awesome cosplays, shout out to all the cosplayers out there that we took pictures with and featured. Yeah, there was a couple that we
0: missed, but I I'm we also did miss okay. The the, big one one which was blown up
1: now all over the freaking internet. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was a little sad that we missed that. I don't know how we missed that.
0: Yeah, because if, if those of you who don't know the someone dressed up as um Mary and Mary's mother, the the famous chocolate fish um there at the at the comic-con we didn't see them such commitment to be pushed around in a wheelchair all day yeah i'm assuming if they that person isn't already wheelchair bound and if you guys talk, it was not easy to get around uh, that, hundred, that comic-con not at
1: all not at all but um the biggest thing that happened for us is that we actually got to meet tom kenny and take a yeah, really really in cool person in person and he we were total uh Goobers and like or uh podcast shirts and even commented on it, which is great. Yeah, he said to my
0: face, "Is that really the name of your podcast?" That's so cool. And even if he was lying, I'm very happy because for a moment, SpongeBob saw saw our podcast. Oh, he, he looked right at us and he was like, "This is a good idea." Yeah, maybe he. And then we listen. took a little picture and everything. Yeah,
1: you guys. Yeah, if, you'll probably if you're listening, you probably saw it. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, Tom Kenny, if you're listening, I want to thank you again. For being so kind.
1: He was, he was really nice. He was super nice and he was like super willing to do that picture with us even it was goofy and like yeah, he shook my hand like shook my hand like twice. So he was like really good guy.
0: Yeah, he was super nice, super kind. Every person that we saw him go up to like I understand he was on the job but he was still really good. Um, I He was doing so much like we were going to try to get his autograph later on after we took our picture with him which Uh, check out the Instagram for the picture. By the time you listen to this, it might be out a little bit later after that, but it's coming. Yeah. You're going to see it. Uh, We're going to save it probably for like Friday or something. But um, we wanted to get his autograph and we got in line. But when we found out, we actually found out that he went, skipped through lunch. So that way he could get all the autographs in for the people who had been waiting in line.
1: Just for context, that's like for you guys who don't know, that's like a solid, six or seven hours of him interacting with people
0: yeah because he like we took our pictures at like eleven thirty, and then i think there was like a 30 minute break for him and then he started he went straight to signing at like 12 and then from 12 to like five thre- yeah 12 to five because we decided to come back a little bit later he was just signing uh stuff
1: that's some commitment
0: which, that is very nice of him uh to do yeah but he was super. He was super chill, and we took a great picture with him, and we can't wait to show it, uh, to you guys on Instagram. But overall, it was a pretty solid con experience. Both Josh and I had never been to one, no. so
1: it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, and like, of course, there's like ton of people, which kind of sucked. But like, you still like, it's cool to just like be around a bunch of people who are just there to like enjoy like the cosplays or like all mm-hmm. the like nerdy stuff, like. Poor Omar. We was looking for dice for D D, and like we looked all day long to try to find it, and it was literally the very last thing that we saw as they were packing up was a <laughs> dice booth.
0: Yeah, I felt bad because all these people were like, were, uh, they were packing up and they were putting all these things away, and I was told we told Josh, oh, I told Josh, I was like, hey, let's just check this corner. We haven't checked this corner yet, and whatever. And sure enough, we round the corner, and there's like a whole booth of like D and D dice that i was like man but it was a good thing because i looked them up and they were like 145 dollars a set and i don't have that kind of money
1: yeah we already dropped a lot of money at that con i feel like
0: oh yeah <laughs> so so josh since it was our first time at a comic con situation what are your tips for 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 having a fun comic con
1: i'd say definitely uh bring a backpack with water um and probably a snack, because I feel like that's like it takes up time to like go get food and like hydrate mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and it costs a lot of money. Like we got two empanadas that barely filled me up for twelve bucks. I'm like, all right, not super <laughs> yeah. worth it. Um, but also like pre plan. Like, even though we got tickets literally probably like the day before we knew we were gonna go, like I had a mm-hmm. whole list on the app, on the newer Comic Con app of booths I wanted to see, and like it worked out for me because I ended up getting like one artist I really wanted to see. And I got like seven prints for 30 bucks because I was able to go like directly to him and check that out. But that just yeah. makes the experience better to know what's there instead of going in like completely blind. Cause it's like, you can get really like frazzled and disoriented by everything. There's so much going on.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I was definitely in the same boat for me. It was like plan, plan, plan because like it was really really quickly josh and i were like oh we're gonna you know go take a picture of tom kenny and then after that what do we do and before like we could even like decide on what to do like they were it was like the events were already people were lining up and already getting started yeah everything um
1: and you just lose track of time so quickly like there was one panel we wanted to go see the dragon prince panel and like by the time we were already like all right we we'll just go do this it was already like happening like you just lose track we just lost traffic time so quickly
0: yeah and the con is so big like it takes there were so many people that's one thing that i wasn't really expecting i knew it was going to be crowded but i didn't think it was going to be like subway rush hour kind of (laughs) crowded
1: crowded you're like shoulder checking people every like every second that you're walking it's like happens and i felt bad but i'm like this is this is it
0: yeah um i definitely think try to save your money bring as much stuff as possible to like buy stuff but I think it's actually a good idea to maybe wait till the last day to buy things. I think so, too. Um, because Josh looked out. He got, like, seven
1: prints for $30. And they were signed, too, by that artist. Sean Cross, shout out. But yeah. those are pretty good prints, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, it, I mean, yeah, they were all, like, great stuff, and they're all signed now, so he's going to put them up in his room and stare at them or something. I don't know. <laughs> um... I didn't buy as much. I bought like I was more like there for the experience uh slash a, a little bit of a cheap um cuz there wasn't a lot of artists there that I like had specifically gone to go see, which I think is another thing I would suggest to people is like try to look up some local artists that you like want to support. Um and you can actually meet them and physically like talk to them and stuff like that. Um but the biggest thing for me, I think for the entire con is I really regret not whipping together like a good cosplay because i think it's such a good environment to just dress up in because there's so many people and all the cosplayers that we ran into as far as like um the spongebob ones and even just like you know people cosplaying other cool shows um were so friendly and there was like so many like little kids who wanted to like take pictures like with like adults who like dressed up as like moana or maui and stuff like that and i think it was really kind of them to like you know
1: stop and like
0: you know, let let you like show off a little bit, show off their cosplay, and
1: yeah, let you take their picture and, and get cl- some enjoyment. That's a out cool of it. thing about like the cons and stuff is that like yeah, it's a ton of people, but it's not that same way that like Times Square is a ton of people where everyone just hates each other because you're just trying to get through. Everyone's there to yeah. have this like shared fun experience. So like everyone wants to take your picture and stuff. Like even even like us walking around with our uh, our shirts people were just comedy and like making jokes like, Oh, is mayonnaise an instrument? Oh, that's so cool. Like just like, it's that shared experience that everyone's there just to have fun. And it was like a really, really cool, like different experience for me being around a large group of people where I'm not hating my life for once, you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, My favorite thing was when I checked in, the lady looks at our shirt and goes, um, she looks at my shirt and she goes, that's my favorite brand of mayonnaise, but it doesn't say the name on it. What is that? <laughs> and then in like the 10 seconds she's giving me my badge, I have to explain the concept of SpongeBob, that specific reference, and then also the fact that I have a podcast. <laughs> what a podcast was. And then uh explain why that reference makes a good podcast name. Shout out to our intern Fatima for coming for up with that, coming up with that name. So, but it is it was fun. It, it was. It really fun. was a lot of fun. I do regret. Not regret. I do. Now that we got a little taste of it, I do think that next year we might try to do all four days. Yeah. Um. Because you can really like. There's so much stuff to do. So many. Panels. And not even looking at all the booths and whatever.
1: Yeah. It was nuts. We're gonna. We'll make it bigger, better next year. It'll be fun. So watch out for yeah. that.
0: So. Uh. Yeah. Maybe next year I'll. I'll. We'll get a nice little cosplay going. Uh, for next year, or maybe we'll get fancy and we'll go to San Diego Comic-Con and whatever. But we'll see. We'll go viral. We'll see see how the the, the tides turn. But until then, just go ahead and check out our Instagram. We got a couple pictures of some great uh, SpongeBob-related cosplays, and they were all really, really kind to us uh, to let us take their pictures and everything. So go ahead and check them out.
1: Maybe follow them, because some of them actually have, like, Cosplay pages and stuff, right? So, oh, yeah, fan pages. So,
0: or maybe become their friends. I don't know. Don't stalk them, don't be weird. <laughs> but, like, you can at least look at our posts and be like, wow, look at these people creating good, good old cosplays for us to enjoy. Time for the Wombo lesson,
1: Josh. lesson. I always think the specials are weird with the Wombo lesson.
0: Yeah, it's kind of mine's kind of like silly one, but I'm kind of happy with it. But okay. I would like you to go first. Not okay. because I don't trust you, but because I'm being friendly,
1: but because you actually don't trust me.
0: <laughs> Probably that too. Probably
1: that too. 100% that. Um, so I actually wrote down a couple just in case we ever overlap. But since I'm going first, um, I wrote that uh, compromise is sometimes the key to success. Um, hmm. And I feel like with when we look at both situations, and here we don't really have two separate parts to look at What we do have is two separate situations we have uh patchy and potty's party that they have going on or like the prehistoric robot situation and then we have the fui fui situation with uh <laughs> patar and Spongegar. and so i feel like compromising on who had the fui fui or the fire at the time like being able to share it and stuff like that would have been the best situation they didn't have to fight over it right and that would have made things so much easier the fire probably wouldn't have gone out it would have been ideal and then for uh patchy and potty like compromising and being like all right i think that there are good things about both the prehistoric world and the ro and the future world that we can both appreciate and come to a consensus which i think they do at the end they finally come together and they even have a whole song about it so i think that's what i got from this one mine was a lot simpler mm. mine was good
0: food and good vibes can bring us together i
1: really like that though i really really like that
0: because like on one hand, in the prehistoric side, you know, they were all like bitching at each other the entire time mm-hmm. until you know SpongeBob figured out, you know, let's let's put some some good good food inside uh our bellies, and I like that. I like. I think there's a difference between like people who cook to show off and people who cook to f- make other people feel good. Yeah, yeah, feel good. And then um, I also think with um uh, Patchy and and potty just the whole like you know caveman uh, like caveman and future robot like they just had good vibes together after a while and they started just listening to music you know and I feel like that's that can happen with everybody everybody can can get people together if you can't get them together with music get them together with some food
1: I feel like that goes really well with our last special where we talked about parties and stuff where it's like Mm -hmm. people again overthinking parties and stuff but sometimes all it takes is like A good pot of chili or like a good guac, and everyone's having a good time because you're eating it and enjoying yourself. So, I'm not eating chili at your party. I don't want to get the what are you trying to say? Why are you gonna throw my chili out of the part of the bus? (laughs) Because it's chili, it's got beans in it. Ain't nothing wrong with beans, dude. It's all protein. I I got IBS. You can't be feeding me chili at a party. Okay, we'll see. I'll make some chili, and you're not gonna be able to enjoy it.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode and listening to Josh bully me with his chili. <laughs> if you want to send us any suggestions or comments, please reach out to us on com or email us at ismadeasapodcast at gmail.com. Um, we might have some new listeners after this whole New York Comic Con situation since we were walking around like little billboards around the whole advertisement nerd day. fest. <laughs> um um, while we're having fun with all the other weebs. Um, but, yeah, if you are listening to us, thank you and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hopefully, I'll be a little bit more active on Twitter. Facebook's just basically whatever's gonna be on Instagram. But Instagram's our strongest, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, you're you're gonna get the most. bang for your buck with the Instagram for sure
0: I hear I hear that's what the cool kids are doing, yeah, um, also, to be be sure that if you're listening for the first time to subscribe to us and, if you can, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or even Stitcher or Spotify if they ever decide to do comments. But please like and subscribe wherever you can because it really helps us out. And again, just send us an email or a DM. We like hearing it. Some comments on our Instagram. We just like knowing that there's other SpongeBob fans out there. And if you guys got any listening, tips for, uh,
1: you got any guys got any tips for any kind of like a con situation? You go and shoot those too. Maybe we'll uh, shout you out.
0: Yeah, we definitely, like, Josh and I definitely want to go to more cons in general. Yeah. Maybe we'll make, like, a little day trip out of it. Yeah. Or, or we'll fly across the world <laughs> going con to
1: con. Drop all our money. Yeah, we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, before
1: we go, I wait, just want to tell wait. you that... Omar, Omar. Yes? Something's up. Do you feel that? What? I just, I just got the strangest feeling. I got the strangest feeling that a pirate and a parrot are arguing about me. And I think the parrot's winning.